two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he calls it too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many, and so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. Mental mistake. Mental mistake. Episode 29, no timeouts, Rodney's reports, we're back, more Kobe content, more old NBA content, another NBA flashback, volume two, we're doing Lakers versus Blazers, 2000 Western Conference Finals, game seven, got a new guest, I think, Tashawn this year, first. No, I've been before, we talked about okay. the... Uh... I think it was like the draft or something like two years ago. Really? Oh yeah. Shoot. Yeah, that was a yeah, that might have been a minute ago. But now this is your first appearance as a professional man. Yeah, man. I'm kinda of, kinda of stepped up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm saying then kind of trying to glow up a little bit. Trying yeah, to I mean me. kinda. Not really. I mean <laughs> no, I ain't I ain't in Vegas yet. Yeah, so it I, don't matter. Maybe. The yet is what all that matters. It's inevitable. <laughs> you already picked out a crib and all that? Nah, I'm still looking at apartments because I don't, don't want to. Because a joint might look nice online and the neighborhood is like in the hood or something. So I want to wait till I get out That's there. That's true. Yeah, I guess every place has hoods relatively. Are you a yeah. gambling print man? Nah, nah. I, don't, I think like when we went to New Orleans for NABJ, you gambled. And you like, I, I think you oh, like yeah, that's the, true. the jackpot, not the jackpot, but like you made a hell of money off of like $4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that struggle <laughs> gambling. That was like our last night. I just had like some leftover money. We had passed that damn casino like a bunch of times. And I always said, well, at least I was saying I was just going to go in and see what it was like. I mean, yeah. it's just like any other casino, I suppose. But yeah, I did make a little money. I made Came a little something. With a something. Grip. I didn't spend a dime. I'm not a gambler. <laughs> uh, man, I don't need. What was that? This one slots. Uh, yeah, it was like that. I don't even. I don't even think it was like the traditional version. Though. It was like some kind of weird game. Yeah. Damn. What was that? How long? What was that? Two years ago? Three years ago? Uh, 2018. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Two. No, that Damn. was 2017. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, because you were still in school. Yeah, yeah, I was going into my senior year, I think. Damn, time be flying. Getting old out here. <laughs> she, I, yeah, then time to change the subject. Uh, game seven, as we all know, Lakers won. It's the infamous, you know, Kobe to Shaq lob. That's like, I don't know, at that point, definitely the most notable play of both of their careers at that point. Because um, this is, you know, the first – the first title of three. Uh, so before this, neither of them had won. They're coming together. This is the second, well, actually maybe the third year they've been together at this point. Uh, but really the first year that Kobe is, you know, really becoming Kobe. Yeah, I think this was the fourth year because Kobe came in 96, 97. Because him and Shaq came in the same year. And I think this was Kobe's fourth year. So Yeah, 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 like, the fourth it was the first year that they actually made like a playoff run. Like they had gotten to the playoffs, but they hadn't really done shit once they got there. Right. This was definitely the first like title contending team that they had for sure. And they were, and that goes into one of my big points, just watching it. And one of my initial reactions was this Lakers team was deep. Like this was a really good team. Like on paper, probably the best of the three teams. This, they were, they were deep. Yeah, like I, I was just like when I first clicked it on, like I forgot they had Glenn Rice. Like I was like, right, yeah, I, exactly. And he was still decent. Yeah, I like looked up his numbers. I'm like, oh, he must have been averaging like what ten points. No, he was averaging like a solid like amount. Like I don't know why I thought Rick Fox was the starter at the three. Yeah, he was okay. the next year because this was the last year Glenn Rice was there. Glenn Rice left after this year, but yeah. and then Rick Fox started the last two. But yeah, I and th- and then Brian Shaw. That was back when Brian Shaw was like not washed yet, and like they had they had some wing depth that they didn't have those last two years. Yeah, I think their only thing was kind of the, the shooting, like because Glenn Rice was pretty much the only like shooter in the starting. Yeah, line. Like, that's true. Ron Harper wasn't a three point shooter. 
Yeah, Ron Harper and, and Kobe like would give you the straps. Like they both can make mid range, but they weren't really three point shooters. Now it didn't really matter as much back then, especially like when you have Shaq. But that was probably like the only like weakness with that team. Yeah, that's that. They definitely evolved into more of a shooting team. Because uh, I was watching when I was watching the two thousand one finals when they had the against the Sixers, they had they definitely had more shooters. Uh, but they had kind of added some role players or whatever. But this was this was definitely. Just interesting, uh, interesting game. I guess no, coming in number five on these on the top five list of uh, Kobe games. Um, this is the Blazers coming back down from three one. So they had they were down three one, one game five, one game six. So now it was back to game seven in Portland. Um, game starts out pretty competitive. Damon Stoudemire gets the assignment on Kobe, which was unbelievable. The yeah, watch little ass, <laughs> watch little ass <laughs> David Stoudemire actually not do a bad job either. It's like he was staying in front of him, but that just also goes to show how much better Kobe got. Because if David Stoudemire was guarding like 2009 Kobe, even 2006 Kobe, like Kobe with a real mid range, real like well not mid range, but like post like behind the basket back somebody down type game, it would have been it would you couldn't even dream of doing something like that. I think like the logic behind it was like he could keep up like he could full court press Kobe and like I think they were trying yeah, to speed no, it, his, they were trying to speed him up and like rush him into like taking bad shots I think was like Yeah no no it worked like he wasn't look Damon Stoudemire was holding his own it's not like Kobe didn't really have the game to take advantage of his size at the time like he wasn't you know about to take him in the post and use his footwork like, you know what I mean like he really evolved yeah. as a player this was still real young Kobe I mean he's 21 at the time so I mean like I said, and he was obviously still really good, but also just goes to show how much better he kept getting. Because that was the first thing I saw. I was like looking at Damon Stoudemire, like, what well, Kobe would have gave this man 40, Shaq or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> Damon Stoudemire was tiny. Like, Derek Fisher made him look big. There's no yeah. way he was six foot. Yeah, it's just wild. Like, especially, like, with, like, Scottie Pippen being on the other team. Like, you would – Right. Like, that's automatically who you would put on Kobe, like, in your head. Like, Glenn Rice or right. not. Well, like, when we get to it later, we'll see that they try to put Scotty on Kobe in the fourth quarter when they take Damon Stoudemire out, and it doesn't really go that well for them. Yeah, the, the knees start to buckle. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a different. That was a different Scotty. That was not Chicago Scotty. That's <laughs> <laughs> a different kind of Scotty. Oh man. So another thing was elite defense by Kobe. This was. Because this was what Kobe, when he was first team all defense, yeah, um, he didn't have you know the same offensive load, you know. I mean, he wasn't. I wouldn't even say he was really at the point of his career to take you know the offensive load. And he, of course, he had Shaq, so he could you know spend some more time on defense. And he was he was a really good defender. I think that definitely is an underrated part of his game, at least to like non Kobe you know stands fans, whatever you want to call them. That it, at least at one point. It's kind of a double-edged sword because he, that is underrated, but also he kind of like LeBron kind of stopped playing elite, elite level, like this level of defense towards, of course, naturally the back end of his career, but people still kind of gave him credit and got some first-team all-defense is just kind of off of reputation. But this year, you know, this game is where the reputation got built. Yeah, and I think with him, like, just thinking about, like, him being 21, like, you don't really see too many, like, 21-year-old guards making first-team all-defense, like – even like recently, like the only one I can think about, maybe like Dejounte Murray might have been twenty. Right, and he was, and he was, yeah, he was pretty young, and he was second team because he kind of didn't have, he didn't have, you know, his big uh, true, old role. True. Yeah, yeah, and it was just I didn't know that he was that good defensively that early, especially like kind of in that era with it being more physical and him kind of being, he wasn't small, like obviously he was like six 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 seven, but just like weight wise, he wasn't the biggest yeah, he guy. Was, right. Yeah, so that was. I think that, you know, within this game, I think he had like four blocks and kind of right. I mean, also game. helped but, him, you know, four blocks. He's guarding Damon Stoudemire as well. So that helped a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not to shit, not even, not even trying to shit on Damon Stoudemire. I just couldn't really, I couldn't get over how small he was. Yeah. I think like, because I, I think we all think about like today, like with, I guess, players. Like, it's kind of more more natural for you to see, like, a C.J. McCollum. Like, he's, like, 6'3", playing a two-guard. Where, like, back then, that was kind of, like, more wild. Right. But, 
I guess like if you had that tenacity still, you could kind of pull it off to a degree. Yeah. Even still, like, it was just wild to put him on Kobe. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was. I mean, offensive, I guess this offensive game plans weren't as sophisticated, I suppose, back then. Obviously, you know, time goes on and we learn more. Uh, but it's just amazing because Scottie Pippen ended up running point guard a lot of the times for the Blazers. So they had Damon Stoudemire who was essentially – and it's not, he's not Allen Iverson, you know what I mean? So he's like this guy who, who might have been smaller than Allen Iverson out there playing the two guard, guarding Kobe, playing off ball. Yeah, but I mean, they also had like the flip side of it. They had Steve Smith, who's like, he's basically a guard and he's like pretty tall for a guard. So they kind of had yeah like both angles of it. I think like Bonzi Wills coming off the bench, like he was kind of like right. similar size as like Stoudemire. So they kind of had like, they could mix it up to a degree. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. It was just, uh, Interesting to see. But, yeah, elite defense, Kobe, uh, a real slow, slow pace. I mean, it was cool to see. Like, it's definitely – it's just a different game to watch. Yeah, I think the funniest part uh, – I think it was uh, the third guy on the commentary team, Steve Jones. It was, like, toward the end of the first quarter. And he was, like, Portland shredding the Lakers defense. And I check, and they have, like, 23 points. <laughs> like, 20 seconds left. Hey, man, <laughs> like that's, that's, on, that, that's on pace for 100 almost. That's a lot. Right, bro, but that's, like, not even close to, like, I would bet average today. <laughs> and he's, like, they're just shredding them. They're just getting them working. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just – I mean, the, the pace, no matter what happens, especially off a make, a make basket – Everyone, you're you're walking up the ball at the court every single time. Yeah, and I think with both teams kind of having, I mean, like obviously when you have Shaq, you're not about to be like sprinting up and down the court. Like it wouldn't make sense for you to do that. And even like right with the Pistons, not the Pistons, the rap, the Blazers having a sheet. Um, I was just thinking about him like beating the Lakers later, but with them having him kind of working in the post, he was like kind of killing them a little bit. I think he almost had like he was 30. he had thirty, he had yeah. thirty, he let he led the game at thirty, leading scorer of the game. Yeah, if you can just dump it down to a guy who can just back back you down and, and give you some work real quick, like what's the point of running? Like you can just take your time and, and get an easy two buckets every time. Yeah, well, yeah, at least that was a philosophy back then. Um, but that is true. I mean, it was so many post-ups. But I definitely don't remember Shaq being, I don't know, average. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, I, I think kind of the narrative with him, especially during the title run, was he had like forty and twenty every. Like obviously not in real life, but like that was just the perception was like just nobody could guard him ever. Like right. he was just busting their ass, and it's like old Demontis Sabonis. Like he was, he wasn't in his prime anymore. Right, like he's he big as hell though. Yeah, but like him <laughs> and like uh, Grant and then little ass Brian Grant. Yeah, yeah, it's like how I mean, it was how also a lot of double 19? teams. Right. It was also yeah, I mean, you know, still... a lot of double teams, of course. But it wasn't even like an efficient nineteen, you know what I mean? Like I mean he I mean yeah, it was, it was five of nine, throws. but like yeah, well yeah, eight of twelve from free throw. He just didn't even get a lot of attempt. I mean nine attempts. I couldn't even you know, Shaq is probably getting nine attempts in a in a full game. Yeah, I think that's like kind of the with the triangle, that's kinda of like one of the downsides of it is it's not like designed like if you don't, you, it could be like two or three possessions in a row where the best player doesn't touch the ball just because it's not the flow of the offense with them keeping the space in and passing it every half, you know, one and a half seconds or whatever how it works. Like, right? It's not designed like, and that was like I think when we saw with this Jordan doc, he kind of. I'm gonna say that's why Jordan went. Had, Jordan went fucking with that. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, it makes sense later on why like Shaq was like pissed and like Kobe's not giving me the ball and blah 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 and all that stuff. Um, so you can kind of like see kind of like the origins of it, even within this, this series. Cause like if they will lose this game and Shaq only has 19 points or whatever, and doesn't touch 18. the ball. Yeah. Right. Like I'm sure, I'm sure he's like losing. Yeah. <laughs> he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> he's sick. And Kobe, I mean, Kobe did his thing though. 19 attempts, 25 points, 11 boards, seven assists. Yeah. Those, those four blocks. High, uh, well, out of the starters, highest plus minus. Um, but it was crazy because, like, I'm looking here, Brian Shaw plus 22. It's like every time he came in the game, they went, y'all went on a run. Lakers went on a run. Yeah, like when they, I don't know if we're going there yet, but like in the fourth quarter when they keep their run, it was actually, I think it was him at point guard. It was like, 
Yeah, you know, he was in, he was in. Yeah, Fisher. Yeah, Fisher was on the bench. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to, we'll get to it, but yeah, he was. It was crazy. I mean, he hit. I mean, I guess it was. He's a shooter, I suppose, but he was hitting some deep shots. Yeah, was, yeah. I think I think Derek Fisher at that point, even though he was older than Kobe, it kind of seemed like he was like. I don't think Phil trusted him all the way yet. No, nah, really definitely not. Much. Yeah, he only had he only played nine minutes. Yeah, so he was he was still coming along to a degree. Yeah, that's fair. And then yeah, Ron Harper was starting. So then I guess Ron Harper was the point guard. They didn't really have a true point guard, but that just kind of goes to show the offense. Like they're just moving the ball or whatever. Yeah, I think um, didn't Ron start on the Bulls like for a couple yeah. of years? Like when they were yeah, 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 yeah. But again, I mean, same same situation, same coach. Um, just interesting to see, like, so, so many things that you look at and you go back and you just don't remember that happening. Like, there's like a lot of details. Obviously, you know who won, but there's so many details. Um, like, it was funny to see. I mean, obviously, I still remember, but this was like young she, and when he was really, really getting them texts. Yeah, that boy was wild. <laughs> Everything that didn't go his way, he was losing his mind. <laughs> 38 texts. It's that he had 38 texts. NBA record at the time, which I'm sure he beat a couple times in one season, 38. Like, he really, really putting Draymond to shame. Yeah, but like, even within that, like, I forgot. I think I forget how good he was, like, because he didn't have right. that big of a role on the Pistons. Right. And so, like, you don't really recall, like, no, nah, he could get buckets. Like, he could give you 30. <laughs> Like, right, great def- defensive team or not, he can go off, and like I think that's kind of lost, kind of in the flow of time with him being like as nuts as he was. Yeah, I mean, thirteen or twenty six, two or two from three, could could have shot more threes, thirty points. Yeah, that was, was the other thing. Like he could actually shoot as like a big man, which really wasn't like a thing. Like, yeah, it shooting, like it's almost yeah. a requirement now. Yeah, exa- yeah, he was definitely ahead of his time. Like. You put Young Sheed as a power forward right now, and it's, he'd be different. Maybe all like a perennial All Star. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, even, yeah. He was. Yeah, that was one thing that definitely stood out. Was like obviously the Trailblazers were good, but I didn't really realize like how much responsibility he had. Um, because I also didn't really truly realize how washed Sabonis was. <laughs> <laughs> so it really it balanced out. Like I was like, oh, like. This is way more one-sided than I ever remember. Because, you know, people talk about Sabonis and talk about how great he was. So, like, you never really know exactly when he fell off, per se. It's not like I was old enough to keep track of, you know, his best years versus when he fell off. So, I just assumed he was at least decent up to this point since they got this far. You know, I thought he was at least – no, he was – boy, he was rent cycle washed. Yeah, and he got, he got like in foul trouble early. Like he was pretty useless this game. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say he was useless because he literally just put his body weight on Shaq. He might have been bigger than Shaq. Uh, I mean, like, he might have been taller. I don't know about like weight wise. Shoot, he was close enough. He's big. Shaq, and shit, like pause. But I'm just saying. Look, <laughs> the Kembe the Kembe won Defensive Player of the Year, and there were some plays Shaq made him look like a little boy. He never did that to Sabonis. True. There were no like. Little boy, get off me, please. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. So, hey, Sabonis fouled out before that was going to happen. Yeah, I think they're, like, frustrated, like, Shaq and, like, Spurts. Like, maybe that's why he didn't – he wasn't as aggressive because, like, he didn't really want to yeah. shoot those free throws. Like, even though he made, like, a good amount of them. Like, yeah, 8 of 12. That's great for him. He just knew they were going to keep hacking them. So, it's, like, the incentive for him to call for the ball and be aggressive, like – I know I'm either going to get a double team and have to pass it to somebody else anyway, or get right. fouled and have to shoot these damn free throws in front of everybody. So like, maybe that like got into his head. And I think that was like more of a thing with like younger Shaq, like especially like when he was like on the Magic, um, and even like this first chip run. But I think like year two and year three, he kind of just said fuck it. He was like going nuts. Yeah, because and you could tell when Sabonis came out and they brought in little ass Brian Grant, but Shaq was licking them chops. Well, he got active. I think he, I think his first two. <laughs> His first two times in, he got fouled. He fouled Shaq because like they just went straight at him. Shaq was like, "Nah, bro, give me that." Yeah, his little ass. He made he made Brian Grant look so little. Uh, and it was also wild to see a Jermaine O'Neal signing. I had no idea that he was on the Blazers. I don't know why. I, that just totally, I totally don't remember that at all. 
yeah, I forgot that too. Like when when Grant got in foul trouble, I was like, damn, what are you gonna bring in now? And they like, so this young kid, Jermaine O'Neal, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I thought he was on the Indiana the whole time. Yeah, I, I think I knew he wasn't always with Indiana, but I just didn't remember that he was like on that on team. On this at team, that time. right? Yeah, on this team, I was like, okay, that's random. I mean, he didn't do bad. They honestly should have put him in over Grant, regardless. He actually was better than Grant. Yeah, was, I think it was like just a thing about like them being yeah, it was weird a, at that point in the league, yeah. like young guys playing and all that. Like, right. I mean, it is game seven of the, you know, winner goes to the finals. So I understand, you know, per se, you go with the veteran, but Jermaine O'Neal, I mean, he did good in those like little five minutes that he played. He was, he was doing his thing. I was a little surprised. I mean, he didn't score or anything, but he was like holding his own. I thought Shaq was about to just move him around. Yeah, he was actually, like, like you said, like, he was a better, like, physical, like, matchup than Grant. So, like, it wasn't like he was – I mean, obviously he was still going to get his ass busted, but it wasn't like like he was just a little boy or something. <laughs> Disrespectful. Oh, man. So, is there any more main points? I think that's that's just about it. So, we can just talk about this second half because that's really what defines this game. Um. It's pretty close, pretty back and forth in the first half. Blazers go up seven, you know, with that blistering first quarter, <laughs> 23 to 16. Uh, Lakers come back. So it's a pretty close game at half. And then all of a sudden, third quarter comes. And there's a stretch there that the game looks over damn near. Like, damn, damn near looks over by the end of the third quarter or halfway through the third quarter. Because the Blazers are just getting stops. Shaq is useless. Kobe kind of – at this point in the third quarter, Dan there seems like he's got to do it by himself because Brian Shaw is, had, hadn't been in the game at this point. Glenn Rice is just kind of on and off. So there's really nobody else in the starting lineup uh, in the third to start the third that's creating anything at this point. Yeah, and I think it was like – it was maybe like three minutes into the third, like Kobe, he had the ball and like, he took like a jumper. He was surrounded by like three blazers and it was like a fourth one, like sitting right there. And like, he got fouled. So it didn't like matter. He like got free throws out of it. But like Bill Walton was like, oh, he doesn't seem like, he doesn't appear to have much confidence in his teammates right now. And it was kind of like, like you said, it kind of shifted to like, all right, I just got to do, do this shit by myself, hero mode, like kind of the, the negative Kobe that like we get throughout history. It's like, fuck it, I got to take over. Like, fuck my teammates. I, I got Shaq on my team, so what? I, I just got to go for it. And it kind of seemed like it was shifting that way. And so it's kind of, like, ironic that – I mean, he only scored, like, four points in the third. And so, like, they ended up they, – they were still losing by the end of the third, but, like, the way that they ended up winning the game is kind of like a, a team collective effort. Like, it wasn't like – Yeah, yeah, it's not – yeah. nuts or Shaq went nuts. And so – Right. Well, it yeah, could have so, turned into that, but it didn't. Right. So we go to the four. The Blazers are up. Like 16, I think, is their biggest lead at one point to start the fourth. Then again, all of a sudden, Brian Shaw comes in, Robert Ori comes in. You know, there's some shooters. The floor is a little more spread out. They get AC Green out the goddamn game. Uh, and I, and I don't know. So so let me ask you: Do you put that more on the Lakers coming back? And I, you know, it's kind of an unfair question, but Lakers coming back or? the Blazers kind of choking up because they, I mean, that was it, not it the did seem like the first three quarters. I mean, basically the run, the decisive run that kind of, cause they were down 15, with like 10 minutes left. And this is kind of like my favorite sequence of it is like Shaq hadn't scored the whole second half. And so like, right. like you said, it, it kind of seemed like it was all on Kobe at that point, but then Shaq finally got a bucket and then I think it was Bonzi Wells came down the court and he was trying to like do a layup against Brian Shaw and Kobe like came from the weak side and like jumped the highest, like almost I've ever seen him jump and like, just like Tomahawk slammed that shit on the ground, like kept it <laughs> in bounds. All right. And then pushed it and hit Brian Shaw in the corner for a three and the Blazers called timeout like immediately. They was up still up like 10. They called time because right. I think they knew like the crowd was getting buzzed. They were getting loud because they had been quiet the whole second half because obviously the Lakers get getting ass beat. And now they were loud again and shit. And, like, from then on, I think the Blazers missed, like, 13 straight shots. So, like, while obviously the Lakers had something to do with it, it was, like, the slowest 15-0 run you've ever seen in your life. Like, they took a long time to, like, actually close the gap to, like, be in a one-score game. 
and the Blazers just kept bricking and bricking and bricking. It was like, it seemed like they were shook to me. So like, I think they, like at least early in that fourth quarter, it seemed like they were choking. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. It, it was kind of sad to see because I know Scotty was like trying to take over and it just wasn't working. Sheed was getting a little frustrated. He was still kind of doing his thing here or there, but he wasn't at like that level to just take over. You know, he was doing his part, but he needed somebody else at least equivalent to him uh, this particular game. He wasn't the type to just go, you know, toe-to-toe with Kobe or toe-to-toe with whatever, you know, trading buckets. But Scotty was the point guard. And I don't know. He just – there was just no movement. He just couldn't get to the basket. The whole offense was just very cluttered. And then, you know, they're they're holding on, they're holding on. Then Sabonis fouls out. And I was like, oh, man. That was, that, was, that, was that, <laughs> that was it at that point. Uh, I, don't, I think it was about two 2.30 left in the game, and I, I, the Blazers might have been up two, or it might have been tied or something around there. Um, and Sabonis fouls out, and they got to bring in Brian Grant. I was like, oh, man. As I watched the game and knowing, obviously, what happens, I was like, yeah, this, this final alley-oop makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if it doesn't happen if he's there, but, like, it's significantly less likely, you know what I'm saying? All right. But I think kind of like you were saying with, with, with Scotty, it's kind of like, I think we even see it like in this Jordan doc, that's kind of something with his career is when it's like the biggest moment and like, he's really needed. Like he has like a, not a great track record. Like the, the migraine game, I guess you can make, you know, you could say he legitimately have it or whatnot, but like even in, even in the last episode of the doc with him not subbing into the game, like, could a, like, could you imagine a, a, a superstar today? <laughs> like, what would happen to him in the media if he just, nah, I'm not subbing in the game? <laughs> what? No, they, man, like, so he's not coming in, and they still won. That was the funniest right. part. But that was, nah, a, that was. Man. Imagine taking your stand, saying y'all can't win without me, and then they go and do the same shit without you. What do you even say? He'd be done, bro. He'd be done. (laughs) What do you even say? But, like, even in this game, like, I mean, this is basically his team. Even though he wasn't, like, prompt Scotty, obviously. Like, they had given him the bag. Like, you know, this is he was trying to show he could win. He was still good. And, like, he just couldn't do really do anything, like, in that fourth quarter. And when it was, like, a he had a big lead. Like, he had a big cushion. Like, when it got tight, you know, he, he still couldn't pull it out. And so, I mean, like, more than anything, I think they started to pull away once, once Steve Smith started to get hot. Like, he was, like, making, like, back-to-back threes, yeah. which was, like, yeah. the most insane thing in the world back then. Um, right. That's really when they pulled away. It really wasn't about – not to say that Scotty played a terrible game or anything, but, like, it just wasn't really about him. Right, right, right. Yeah, they definitely got hot. Like, I think Steve, Steve Smith might have had, like, eight straight points by himself. And, yeah, he was uh, kind of cooking. Like Kobe was looking kind of sad out there. For <laughs> I mean, he was hitting some tough shots. Yeah, but that was like what made it bad because like, the Lakers couldn't do any. Lakers couldn't do anything <laughs> in the slot. Like Steve Smith was coming out, bop. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it was just a random five minutes. I was like, yo, Steve Smith. I mean, I know Steve Smith's nice, but damn, he's demoralizing them right now. He was like, he was like talking shit too. Like he was making facial expressions, <laughs> like. I thought it was a wrap. Like, even though I knew they won, like, when I was watching, I was like, damn, like, this shit's over. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes this whole second half crazy. The Lakers end up outscoring the Blazers in the fourth quarter, 31 to 13. That's nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. And in the year 2000, not only to put up 31 period, but 31 to 13, an 18-point difference to win by five. Yeah. That, I mean, like, what do you, like, what do you think, though? Like, do you think it was more the Lakers kind of – like turning it up or did you think the Blazers like choke a bit? I mean it was I don't know. I, it's, it's so hard to say it really is like I mean at the end I want to lean towards giving the Lakers credit because you know they made some tough shots especially Brian Shaw uh, Kobe was doing his thing like they definitely played well but it's undeniable how much worse the Blazers played the last like 10 minutes of the game it's yeah. it's uh, it's undeniable. It's like like just to I don't know. They just it's just like none of them had ever been in that point. I mean, Scotty had, but he wasn't capable, I suppose, of just like carrying them. So it's 
it's it's the most 50 50 split on a question like that that i that i think i've seen yeah because it's like you would think the pressure would be on the lakers because i mean they were about to be like the 2016 warriors before the 2016 world like they like three right. only like they hadn't lost three in a row the entire season just like the 2016 warriors they had the be- better team on paper they had the stars and it's like you would think if anything that would be the, especially like when another team has the lead, like they they would be tight and like they would get shook. Like it just seemed like the Blazers just like got in their head. Like honestly, like that's the only way. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they when in the third quarter or started the fourth quarter when the when Kobe made the good play, kicked it the shot for the three, and they immediately call a timeout. You guys tell you just they just felt worried. Like they're like they like they felt like they shouldn't really be like they aren't better. Like they shouldn't be winning. It's only a matter of time before they're gonna lose or something. Yeah, I mean they were right, I guess, but like <laughs> 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 like especially with them having some vets, you wouldn't expect that reaction. <laughs> right. And you said they were right. I mean, yeah, they controlled it. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be right if you if that's how you act. But even like at the end of the game, like it was still in like a two point game until like the last minute. And so yeah. it was it was still like right there for him. That's true. So. That's true. That, which goes to show how good they were playing in the third quarter to even get to that point to still be holding on to a lead. Um, but then Kobe, his his first you know real MJ moment, that jumper, and then the and then the alley to, to Shaq is is the iconic moment. Well, moments. Which way do you think was more impressive, like the hidden hidden Scotty with the in and out and making the jumper, or like crossing them in and throwing the lob? Definitely, definitely the jumper. At that point, the lob, the lob wasn't even like, like if the lob never happened, they still were gonna win, right? Like the lob really just like threw them over the threw them over the boat. Like it was that was the lob really was overkill. That's what made it so disrespectful because it was really overkill. <laughs> the game was already over. Uh, they they could have even if they didn't score, the, the Blazers were down three or four at the time, and like they weren't gonna win. Uh, it it was they were they told themselves that they had lost, even though they were still on the court. So the yeah, lob like, really just was just when Kobe hit the the jumper, they were they were up to so like they had a lead, so it wasn't like a I guess a pressure. It still was pressure, but it wasn't like the end of the world if you missed it. But like right. once he hit that to put him up four with like a minute left, it was like all right, like this is probably like you know. Right, but then the Blazers thinking, go down a, another offensive possession that's terrible. Yeah, and then they come back, and then the lob is like it'll put him up six. It's just like all right. Just, but the funny right, thing, pack this shit up. I think the at one point like the the Blazers had like cut it to like three or four, and like right. uh, they they like fouled the Lakers. It was it was something where they I think they actually I think it was a one score game, and like they fouled the Lakers with like thirty something seconds left. So they could have just let the Lakers like shoot, and like try to tie it up on the last shot. But like I think that kind of shows like how the three point shot still wasn't like all the way embraced yet. Because like the thinking is now like all right you can take a three. And like foul them, even if they make free throws, you can take another three. Like back right. then, they were like, "Nah, we're going to the basket." And I think like Steve <laughs> Smith, like tried right. to go to the rim, and it looked like he got fouled, but they didn't call it. And so he tried to do like the quick layup thing instead of shooting a three. So it was kind of like, I wonder like if they would handle that like ending situation differently if it was twenty twenty, like with how offenses operate Every- now. Well, it's, everything would have been different if it was twenty twenty. This game would not yeah. have been eighty nine, eighty four. But no, nah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, so, you, so your your favorite sequence is what in the fourth? Yeah, I think it was probably like Kobe, like with that block, and then hitting Brian Shaw in the corner and, and him calling a timeout because that was like, like he didn't know for sure in the moment, but that ended up being like that was the momentum swing. No, that's that's why they won the game. It's like that's right, right. Yeah, and Kobe really did uh, on defense. Especially, really, really kickstarted the really kickstarted the comeback. He volleyball spiked the hell out of that. He could have <laughs> caught it, <laughs> like, like he really got it and palmed it and just threw it on the. He could have caught it. Like there was really no need for that. Yeah, I think he in an interview later, like he said, he was trying to like send a message, like what by right. doing that. I mean, not. Nah, I mean, shit. He sent it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was so it was so unnecessary. Watch, I was like, the ball shouldn't bounce that far. Like, just grab it. It was just so bold because like. That you would think that's a play that you do when you're up twelve, not down twelve. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It was really like a kick in the ass play. Like y'all, like we're about to lose. Yeah, type, they, type play. Blazers, Blazers were done after that. Like that's why I picked that. Would you go with the lob though? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the lob is the, the obvious choice. My low-key, low-key, my favorite part was the Blazers run in the third, not even on no Laker hater type shit, just because I just don't recall seeing the Lakers, like, just that vulnerable ever, like, in their prime years. Uh, yeah. And it was just interesting to see, you know, someone actually, you know, go on, this, on a sustained run against a great team, a great team like that, you know. Um, so that low key was probably my like in the moment to watch. It's like, oh shit, like this. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I, I did not, I did not remember the Lakers looking like this for any sort of time, any sort of period of time. Yeah, I think that's uh, like along the, the closest. Third I think that's the closest they came to losing in that that three year stretch. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they played another game seven because nah, the next year the Sixers they only lost once the whole playoffs. They swept through the Western Conference. Yeah, and then two thousand two. Yeah, six. Yeah, two thousand two. Damn. Yeah, did that go six or seven? I can't remember. I think it was. Oh uh, no! They, it went seven as well. Okay. So yeah. So. Oh, they, oh yeah, because uh, that one went. I think that one, uh, like, almost went to overtime or something like that. Yeah. No, it it, it went to overtime. It did go to overtime. Oh, it did. You know, I had to pull okay. it up. You know, that's the, the Tim McDonaghy series. You know, I ain't trying to get into all that. Hey man, we ain't getting all that. Uh, most surprising thing. I know we touched on a few things. Anything else that just kind of surprised you? It kind of blows my mind every time I see it in, like, a classic game. But just, like, the fact that we didn't have, like, a scoreboard that was up the whole time. <laughs> That's true. I was like, man, like, like, who's winning? Like, what the, what's the score? Like, how much time is left? <laughs> like, damn, who's winning again? It was like, obviously, they, they showed it, like, at certain junctures. but it's like, Yeah, they just flash it randomly. Yeah. If I get lost in the floor of the game, I got some people over. Like, somebody hits a three and, like – the score went away already. I'm like, damn, what score is it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was that's a good point. Um, that is a good point. That was that was, uh, yeah. When I don't even, when did they start putting up the score, I don't know, but that was that is a good point. Um, Maybe it was like mid 2000s because like I, I would have thought they would have had about 2000. Like, right. So they definitely could have done it by then. Like, you would have <laughs> but yeah, like, that's <laughs> the worst part. Like they could have done it. They were choosing not to do it. They were like, we're just gonna make them guess for a little bit. Um, most surprising thing for me, though, probably just how how good both the teams were. I feel like, I don't know, in 2000, you know, the talent isn't as deep as it is now. So at least for the Lakers, you know, they were eight deep, solid. Derek Fisher being number nine. You know, yeah. the, play, the Blazers weren't – their bench wasn't quite as good. Bonzi Wells was all right. Uh, Detlef Shrimp, Shrimp, he was alright. He was cool. You know, yeah, he was straight, but he, you know, but that's you know pushing seven maybe. Then it's you know Brian Grant, Jermaine O'Neal as their eight nine. So they kind of had a tight rotation, but the Lakers, you know, like I said, had a had a solid had a solid team. You know, Rick Fox coming off the bench or whatever. So I think yeah, yeah just just seeing how good the role players were. I don't, I don't, you know, it's not like. They kind of cycled through role players each year. It wasn't like the Bulls where all three they had Rodman or all three they had coach or whatever. Um, but this particular Lakers team was just kind of was deep. Yeah, I think it was. I probably put this Lakers team like probably like top twenty-five. I think they were better the following year. Yeah, they like were. The, the lineup might not have looked as good just by the names, but I, think right. I mean Kobe. Sure. Kobe was better for sure than the yeah. That's that's, that's the big thing. It's like. Even within this three-peat, like, Kobe, by the end of it, was a completely different player. Like, you just like, watch any game from the 2000 playoffs compared to the 02 playoffs, and it's like, it's not even the same dude. Right. So, and this was really the, the arrival game in a lot of ways with, you know, him kick-starting the, kick the run, closing it out. I mean, he, he closed out this game. He was the closer. Yeah. I think it's like – that's kind of – I think when people kind of run with the narrative, like obviously Shaq was the best, best players, best player on the on the Lakers during the stretch, but like the narrative that like Kobe was just like carried, like he was just like dragged <laughs> to the championship by Shaq. It's like Shaq had eighteen and like had right. nine going into the fourth quarter. Like 
without Kobe being Kobe, like even young Kobe, they're not winning that game. Like, yeah, not like at all. Shaq, Shaq with Penny Hardaway like years before. There's a reason why they didn't win a chip. Like, you know, he, he needed that, whether it was Kobe or, or later on Dwayne Wade. Obviously, he wasn't the best player anymore with Wade, but he needed that supplementary person. It wasn't like he was just like going full but, LeBron mode. Like with these. Right. Right, right, right. And it, it's, I mean, it's kind of hard to just as a big man in general. So you need a, you know, whether it be a guard or whatever, definitely need somebody. So that's, that's definitely true because this is, this is definitely a game where, you know, at least for the Kobe fans, this is definitely a game you point to, to show, to show Kobe's worth in terms of what he contributed. Cause like you said, it's not like every single time Shaq was just the best player for the Lakers. Yeah, and I think the next, like in the finals when they went into overtime against the Pacers, it was like, I think Shaq fouled out and like Kobe was the closer again. So like, right. even though he wasn't like, a quote unquote, like that good, like at this point, like Kobe was still, like he played a, a very big role like in this chip. Right. I mean, the one thing I will say though is, at least for the game plan, Shaq was always the number one, you know, we have to stop Shaq priority Perfectly. for the other team. So that's, that, so that's, I think what, what people say in terms of, oh, Kobe got, which still doesn't make it accurate. But I think that's what people look or lean towards when they try to discredit Kobe. It's like, oh, he was, you know, he wasn't looked at, you know, by the other team in terms of attention on defense the way Shaq was. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to double-team Kobe. Like, you had to double-team Shaq. Right. Even if you didn't, like, every single play double-team Shaq, you had to send help at some point. Like, Kobe, you could just leave somebody on him one-on-one. And they might, right. uh, they'd probably be able to get a stop, like, you know, every now and then. But, like, Shaq, that just wasn't happening, especially if it wasn't somebody that was as big as him, like Sabonis. Right. Uh, definitely. So, I know you kind of touched on it. So, out of these three Lakers finals teams, this being the first of the three, would you rate it? So, would you rate, would you say this was still the worst one? Um, probably. I mean, because in the one that's when they went 15-1. Right. And then the last year, like, Kobe was, like, basically prime, first prime Kobe. Like, he was, right. like, that's, like, the year that you could argue, like, he was the best player or whatever. And, or like, Shaq yeah. was still Shaq. Right. And so I think – that was the the year that last year was when their two superstars were at the best that they were out of the three years, and so right. like I think I think you have to put this team but like it's still better. I think when I looked at the roster, like you said, when the game came on, like it was better than I thought it was, but I still think I would put those other two above. Yeah, I think I, I would agree too. Uh, Trailblazers, the third seed in the playoffs. I was trying to see who the second seed was, was I don't think it was I don't think I I don't think it was the Spurs even though the what Spurs were the Spurs that year was he was, the, I think Duncan got hurt that year right yeah yeah so I don't think that they ended up I'm trying to look it up real quick yeah I don't know I'll, I'll look it up and see but these announcers Joe <laughs> Walton what a, what yeah, a guy Walden was he 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 was caping in the first quarter. Like he <laughs> he went full on like you could tell early too. Like like Kobe and Shaq like they they didn't take a shot in like the first four minutes, and the Lakers were winning. And one of the announcers was like, "Oh, they're still winning." And he was like, "No, that's not a good strategy." Like obviously, like <laughs> like Kobe and Shaq are gonna have to shoot for them to win. And then uh, like toward the, like it was at the end of the quarter, and the Blazers were up seven, and Pippen got like. Like he was trying to shoot like a last second jumper before it expired and he stepped out of bounds. And I think the coach started complaining and, and Walton goes like, all the Blazers are asking for his consistency. They don't feel like they're getting it. And like the other announcers is like, you talking about the calls? And then like Walton was like the calls. And like the other announcer is like, bro, they win the game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and Walton like clapped back instantly. He's like, no, he got knocked out of bounds by two guys. <laughs> like, <"Yo>, relax. <laughs> it's like he won a chip with the Blazers so like it makes sense but like even in the first quarter he was full K mode yeah he, he knew he, he, he wanted Sabonis to do good so bad 
he was so sad watching Sabonis out there. Yeah, and like Scotty, even even with Scotty, he was like just talking about how great he was the whole game. Like, like even though like we said earlier, he wasn't really doing that crazy. I mean, he, he was like gassing <laughs> up the whole. Game. <laughs> right, I, I know he wanted Sabonis to do good because he'd always just talk about how how good Sabonis was in Europe. Yeah, he brought the, he brought that up at least two or three times. It's like one of the one of the best players ever over in Europe. He came over to the NBA late, so this that explains why you're looking at this bum now. I think like announcers were a little bit more bold back then too, because like it was like that, that, that might have just been a Bill Walton thing. No, even like the other one, because like I think in the second quarter, like Lakers had like back to back air balls or like two air balls and like three shots, and like one of the announcers was like, "How can you shoot?" so much air when you're wide open is like missing by a mile. <laughs> like, hey man, hey, wasn't no players for room back then. Niggas was just letting it fly. Wasn't no Twitter yeah. players man. Like, wasn't no clapping back. But I couldn't imagine like a Steph Curry airball today. <laughs> like Mark Jackson was like, yo, he's a ball. <laughs> oh man. Just like look at this guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's why Bill Walton do UCLA games now. Yo, he's kind of nuts, like to be honest. But I, I like I like hearing him when he's in the game. Yeah, no, it was definitely cool. It was definitely cool. So I think that's shoot. That might be all it for real. I don't think we graded Kobe's game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's leave it off with that. The Kobe grade. I'll let you. I think I. Mm. I'd say, like, a B plus, like, because, like, I mean, 25, 11, and 7, like, that looks great on paper. And, like, he did, he shot, like, close to 50%, I think. Um, But he just had, like, the first quarter and third quarter, he basically didn't really do anything. Like, I think his first quarter, he was, like, one for five. I mean, I mean, offensively, like, the defense was pretty consistent throughout. But he just had two pretty, like, bad quarters and like the second and fourth quarters are really good so it was like he played really off good offensively but only for like two quarters like defense was right. pretty consistent though that's i think i give him the, the b plus because like the rebounding and the block shots and just kind of keeping that intensity even if he didn't necessarily like make a play just him being locked in defensively and pressuring the ball and even when they're down 12 15 or like you know with that block you know just kind of staying in locked in defensively i think that's ultimately what ended up turning the game because even when the Blazers were up by a lot they didn't really have that many points like they weren't really scoring great right and we see that in the final score like they might be up 15 and have like 60 points in the third quarter or something you know, like that so I think right, it was right. a, probably a better defensive game than offensive game for him but you know I think considering the stakes and you know how young he was like I think like B plus is pretty good for him yeah I might I would probably boost it up and just go a minus just off the fact that he just played so well in the fourth. So that, you know, kind of, I just waited a little more. I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you're saying. Uh, I mean, they were, shoot, they were losing for a reason. It was no way playing good the whole time. Um, and, I, and, you know, like I said, that was, that's goes back to the, my first point the whole time. It was crazy that he just wasn't just like at will scoring on Damon Stoudemire. Yeah. <laughs> he he just was like, trying to. I think he was trying. Like he right, shot five. That's not, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not like he just was passing the whole time. That's the cra- that's even crazier. Like, he just wasn't, you know, like, we're so used to seeing, you know, peak top ten of all time, you know, Kobe Bryant. You know, that's really what's ingrained, at least in our memories, you know, given our age. Yeah. Um, you know, when we saw him, you know, shit, I was, what, six years old when his game was on? You were, what, four probably? So, yeah. it's not like we truly remember the evolution of Kobe. We kind of always remember him being good. Even when the Lakers weren't good, it was always Kobe was really good. Yeah. Um, I think the thing, like, even though he wasn't, he still wasn't, like, a great shooter, like, when, like, say, after Shaq left, like, 04. Like, this is when he still, like, couldn't really shoot. Like, he would shoot like he could shoot. But, like, right. you're fine with Kobe Bryant taking a wide-open three-point, which sounds nuts, like, now. But, like... Yeah, no, nah, you're not tripping. Yeah. Like, it's not the, it's not the worst thing in the world that, that you let him get that shot. Yeah, no, it, he was definitely more of a – I mean, he had skill, of course, but definitely was more relying on his athleticism than uh, later on in his career. But, yeah, A-minus, just because, you know, 
this was the first real clutch, clutch, you know, game. Um, yeah, and he, I mean, he had the two biggest plays, you know, to end it. And the biggest play, like you said, in the third quarter or fourth quarter to really get the run going. So, A- minus for me. So I think that I think that's everything. I think we then ran through everything. Uh, tell the folks about the athletic, why they should subscribe. Yeah, so I mean, even though sports uh, aren't going on right now, we're still pretty much pumping out content like normal at the athletic. We cover all professional sports and college football, college basketball. Um, and so we're kind of getting creative. Like you're seeing more outside the box stuff like movie rankings or, you know, hall of fame snubs and kind of blitzes just kind of the field of time, but we're also still doing kind of, you know, in-depth profiles and features and kind of more interesting stories. Like we're doing a lot of stuff with the Jordan doc, um, like David Aldridge, obviously he's been in the doc a lot, but he's also been writing about it for us kind of reflecting, you know, as somebody who lived through those moments, but also, you know, is still working now in the industry. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just pretty cheap, like relatively speaking, you know, it's like a price of like a cup of coffee every month. So definitely worth subscribing right now. Get your sports fix. I feel that. Shoot. I'm going to subscribe one day. Yeah. I, I've been hearing that for like <laughs> two or three years. <laughs> I, I got to see if my, I got to see if my Mizzou email still work. It's, it's like, it's, it's, I think if you use it, I don't even think it like, it's like 20. It probably don't even make it no yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. it probably don't even make no difference. It's like already so cheap that it, I'm sure there's really not even a difference. Yeah, we got two Spurs writers, bro. We got you covered. Uh, I need some plan. new Spurs fighters because I'm tired of the local Spurs writers. I they I, I'm blocked by all of them on Twitter. <laughs> blocked. <laughs> yeah, I'll be tweeting at them because they be on some bullshit. I'll be tweeting at them. I'm not blocked by all of them, but I'm definitely blocked by a couple of them because they don't like they don't like me proving them wrong. Damn, I didn't know it was like that. I, I can't stand. Them. I can't stand them. It's like they like but, write for like the San Antonio Express or what you know. It's just like some random yeah. San Antonio newspaper. I I can't stand. You so I know you play FIFA, but are you like into like the actual like like do you care about soccer like in real life? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, like we merely. That was like the big thing is like we launched like a UK site, so we hired like fifty plus writers just to write about soccer over there. Uh, I mean, obviously it's on freeze right now with everything, but um that's been shit that's been like i think our, our uk page is, i don't think it's that, that way anymore but like that page was bigger than our like regular page like initially that makes sense yeah i mean espn's soccer coverage is trash so that's definitely an open lane so i just don't feel that i'm like like i said i'm gonna get on it maybe when sports opens back up i'll get on it we'll see I, I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, but ladies and gentlemen to sean reed thank you for coming on well you'll definitely come back Assuming you want to. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, we'll make it happen. All right, bro. All right, bro. Peace.